Welcome to Cancer's Over Now What podcast, the podcast to help you start creating a disease-free body and begin taking your health back. I'm your host, Tanya, and I've been through cancer myself and know the devastation it can have on the body. So I'm a firm believer in putting focus on building up the immune system by detoxing, clean eating, supplementing, and following an overall holistic lifestyle. When you intuitively put focus back into you and your health, you will begin to feel great again, have less fears about a recurrence, and realize your potential and purpose. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes here and periodically having guests on talking about all things health and wellness, of course. So if you love this and you know you're going to be coming back for more, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell to be notified of all upcoming episodes. Are you ready? Great. Let's dive into this week's episode. All right, we have another great episode. You guys are going to love this one. I have a guest. Her name is uh, Maritza, and I wanted Maritza to come on so she could talk to you guys about inflammation because when it comes to inflammation, this is one thing that you want to make sure you reduce in your body, if not eliminate completely, because if you're trying to keep your body disease-free, This is one hindrance that you want to eliminate and just be done with because the inflammation in your body is what's going to cause disease. And so if you're on here listening because maybe you have an autoimmune disorder or you have cancer, or if you're just wanting to prevent a recurrence of cancer or even an autoimmune disorder that may be in remission and you don't want it to come back and you want to keep the symptoms at bay. Keeping your inflammation down is key because inflammation, it shows up in so many ways, but inflammation can also be silent and you don't even know you have it, but it's basically like your body screaming at you that there's this fire going on and you need to put it out because if you don't, it's going to rear its ugly head in different ways. I mean, it could be anything you could, you could get ALS, you could get cancer, you could get arthritis, even like little things like headaches, you know, painful periods, you name it. And inflammation will be a, could be a cause of what's going on inside of your body. So that's the first thing we tackle as health coaches. And we teach people is how to keep your inflammation down. And so Marissa is going to talk to us about that today. She's going to tell us about some struggles that she was having in her life with lupus and by changing her lifestyle and her diet and reduce or eliminating the inflammation in her body, she has been able to eliminate all of her symptoms. And we don't want to make any medical claims on here. You can't say anything heals something, but This is just her story of what she did when she decided to take her health into her her own hands and, you know, start to do things that would bring the inflammation down in her body. And she noticed that when she did that, her symptoms disappeared. So you guys um, are going to love a lot of the things that she tells you. So I hope that I hope that you're able to implement these into your lifestyle and that you find this episode 
helpful in your journey. All right, we have Maritza on today. I, I just wanted to come on here and thank you for doing this podcast for us because I I'm super excited about the content that you're going to be sharing with us, talking all things like inflammation. And I just loved following your story on how you were struggling with some health problems that you had and and how just, you know, changing your diet and reducing your inflammation really um, helped to alleviate a lot of those symptoms. And so I'm super excited to, to have you on today and talk with you. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, <laughs> I have been loving listening to your podcast. So I'm just honored to be a guest on here and to <laughs> oh, share. Yeah, yes, I'm excited to talk about this topic because um, even though I focus on weight loss, I think a lot of what I can share um, will resonate with what you talk about and can just help a lot of people in general just get started on their their health journey. Right. Yeah. That, well, that's why I was really excited to have you on because inflammation doesn't just pertain to, to weight loss. It pertains to everything. Like oh, yeah. I've been learning about inflammation for a long time. And then recently, you know, finding out that I'm struggling with it myself, which is why I'm having symptoms myself. And it's like, mm -hmm. it can help so many people, even, even with just like sleep and headaches, just the littlest things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. So tell us a little bit about who Maritza is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm a holistic weight loss coach. And uh, right now I'm working with women to help reduce their, their inflammation so they can lose weight in a natural way and keep it off and just feel great and feel and look good in their body. And um, this is something I've been doing for a couple of years now. Um, before I get into the story, just a little bit more background. I am, I'm also a new mom ish I'm, i feel more comfortable i have a toddler now she's she's one and a half um but i still feel like i'm learning something new every day um yeah so, so <laughs> thank you um but yeah so kind of my background how i got into into coaching into weight loss coaching specifically um is i've been like a chronic dieter like my whole life, like since middle school, um, it's always been something that I've always been concerned about. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, like family and stuff like that. And then just kind of led me to become super hyper-focused. Um, but a lot of the problems that I had that a lot of people have is just going from diet to diet to diet, gaining and losing, or, um, you know, staying on a diet and then, you know, giving in or messing up and then just completely going overboard and it just leads to this cycle. Um, and I, after many years of going through that, I just, I was just tired. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with that anymore. And so um, I did end up going to uh, college to study nutrition. I was on track to become a registered dietitian. Um, and funny enough, I actually uh, left school one semester before graduation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, and a lot had to do. A lot of that had to do with, um, you know, I had personal reasons, and I just I wasn't feeling um, aligned with a lot that was taught in that program because um, what I wanted to learn was how to take care of my body, how to eat great, uh, you know, nourishing foods, but a lot that's taught in nutrition programs has a lot more to do with 
the government side of things, which I wasn't really a big fan of. So mm. I just decided to do my own thing. Um, and after, you know, after doing that, I had gained the weight again, because I, I still didn't really, I wasn't very confident in knowing how to keep it off and what to do. Um, and then I found out about keto and I did that for a good while I ended up losing um, about 30 pounds and so I thought it worked but honestly I was miserable <laughs> because um, <laughs> this is when keto just like really started becoming popular and so all I ate was butter and cheese and bacon and that was it <laughs> and, oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. and so I didn't know about any of that so um, I knew that I had to do something else that that, that couldn't be something um, that I can you know, sustain long term. And so that's when I started um, looking into um, holistic health. And that's how I found um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, IIN, which is actually where we met. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so since um, going through that program and becoming trained as a um, health coach, I applied everything that I've learned and, and I've been able to, I've lost the weight, I've lost over 60 pounds and I've kept it off since. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of, in general, my story of, of what I do and how I got there. So. Oh, wow. Interesting. I didn't know that you were kind of like a yo-yo dieter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was the same way, like had to try every, every diet that, that was out there. I did the Atkins, the keto. Yeah. Everything. All and of it. Yeah. So true. And, and I think it's kind of what contributed to a lot of my, my metabolism being messed yeah. up. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. It, it definitely wreaks havoc on the body by, by doing that, especially when you're also focusing on cutting out the calories. I, I've done like extremely low calorie diets too, um, regretfully. And I know that messed up my metabolism big time um, after yeah. the fact. Um, and, um, but yeah, so one thing I, I also wanted to add is, so even though I had lost the weight um, after I finished all of that um, back in, in 2020 um i was actually like i felt like i was on the best like living my best life i was on a roll um and that's when i found out that i was pregnant and i was my first with my baby and um i had gained i gained 60 pounds no i gained 70 pounds during my pregnancy and a lot of it had to do with um eating not as great i will get into that in, in a little bit um but i stuck to my habits after afterwards due to another incident as well but I, I stuck back to what I knew and I was able to lose the baby weight again with no problem without trying without dieting just going back to what I knew worked and yeah and I've lost the baby weight I've kept it off since as well oh wow that's awesome yeah. I know a lot of people struggle with that like once they gain a lot of weight with pregnancy like me I still got a lot of weight to lose since having kids and my youngest is 18 <laughs> yeah <laughs> So <laughs> good for you for getting it all off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I kind of wanted to like tie in like inflammation, you yeah. know, with, with losing weight too. Like they say that it's hard to lose weight when you have a lot of inflammation. So I wanted you to kind of touch on that and how, um, like what does inflammation have to do with having sickness and not being able to like lose weight? Like for somebody who isn't aware of that, like how would you describe that for them? Yeah, so the the issue is um, it's kind of like 
the chicken and the egg situation. So weight causes inflammation and inflammation causes weight gain. And it just like, it just repeats and, and it develops into until it becomes a big problem. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that we can do in, as part of our diet, our lifestyle, uh, our environment, any pollutants that we are um, affected by. Um, a lot of this can cause inflammation, which can affect so many different areas in your body that can influence your weight. They can influence whether you gain weight or whether your body wants to prevent it from losing any weight because it's working on its inflammation. Um, so inflammation in general, if someone is unfamiliar with what, what that even looks like or what that means is just this process in the body that um, it's a healing process. So whenever you get injured um, or you have an infection or an illness, um, your body responds through that by um, initiating the inflammation response. And it can lead to like pain, swelling, redness, warmth, your typical symptoms. And that's acute inflammation. And that's very helpful. That's key to, to survival, right? But the problem is actually when it happens consistently all the time chronically and that leads to chronic inflammation or systemic inflammation and that's where issues can develop and um yeah it can it, it, it can lead to development of different diseases autoimmune diseases um and and it can relate to how you gain weight because it affects your hormones so it can disrupt mm -hmm. um production of hormones or increase the hormones that you don't want to necessarily increase. Like for example, uh, your hunger hormo hormones, you have leptin, which um, is the hormone that signals to your body like, hey, like you've eaten enough, you're full, it's time to stop. Well, with inflammation, that can reduce that level. And so there's a disconnect and your brain won't recognize that you're full. So it can lead to overeating, which can lead to weight gain, which can lead to more inflammation. So <laughs> it's just a big, big web that all connects. Um, mm. Um, and then, um, yeah, so there's, there's inflammation is, I'm trying to simplify because it it's really complicated as the body is, the body's very right. complex and it's all interconnected. And what I talk about with my, um, with my clients and with my members is that, um, I talk about the big, big influencers. So, um, inflammation, hormones, gut health, um, they all just kind of intertwine as you're trying to to heal your body and to reduce that inflammation, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that gives kind of like a, an overall picture for somebody, you know, when they say, you know, I can't lose weight because I have inflammation in, in, mm -hmm. in my body. Like, but why is that happening? So I liked how you touched on the hormones and, you know, that can affect like your thyroid, you know, issues. Yeah. If people have thyroid yeah. issues, then it's hard for them to lose weight and, or, it or gain weight, that type of thing. Exactly. I don't have any problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's something that, um, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something to keep in mind because my mom has Hashimoto, she has hypothyroidism and that is something that could be genetic. So genetics could play a role as well. So um, that could exacerbate the, those symptoms. So if I were to continue on a path where I'm continuously eating foods that cause inflammation or whatnot, um, I can increase my, risk of developing another auto, autoimmune condition like thyroid um, or Hashimoto's or something like that. Um, but yeah, so the one of the main causes of inflammation, something to to keep note of, keep note of is 
having to do with the gut. A lot of things that happen within the body starts with the gut. And I know I just mentioned that earlier, but leaky gut is one of the biggest causes of inflammation. So that is something that I want, you know, a beginner would want to know. I totally agree with that. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, with the, especially with our diet, so things with um, consuming too much too much sugar, added sugar, processed sugar, processed foods. Um, a lot of that can cause that damage in the gut lining, which can lead to things leaking out. Um, and that can trigger the inflammation response. So if you're having a diet like that every day, then you're chronically putting yourself in an inflamed state, which can lead to these bigger issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I found out I had leaky gut type stuff going on because of my gallbladder, like it's a, it's a big story, but, um, when you have leaky gut and you're eating, even if you're eating foods that are, you know, healthy or supplements, I I learned that taking supplements aren't going to do any good for your gut. If it's, if you have leaky gut and it's not able to be absorbed into the bloodstream because you have like all these gut issues going on and stuff too. So I was like, man, I'm like taking all these supplements and (laughs) It's just, it's just causing more havoc for me because I'm not yeah. digesting things properly and it was causing a ton of inflammation in my body and stuff. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Working yeah. on the gut, I, I agree is like the number one thing that everybody should start with for sure. Cause you just, absolutely no Yeah. No. So I, um, like I, I talked to you about like your previous stuff you had going on um, with like lupus type stuff. Can you explain that a little bit for us and, and how like reducing your inflammation and just changing your lifestyle has really helped with that? Yeah. So um, this is kind of backtrack a little bit into um, my story. So after, after my pregnancy, um, this happened about three months postpartum. um, I, ended up developing these crazy symptoms out of nowhere. Um, they, I, what happened, what started out as what I thought was like leg soreness led to like not me being able to stand up. Like I would just collapse, like as soon as I stood up. Um, and, and it led to a whole bunch of different problems. I lost uh, my ability to go to the bathroom. I lost control of my bladder and I was in severe pain. So this was something that just kind of occurred out of nowhere after a pregnancy. And I went to the hospital, they put me on steroids. I was there for two weeks. Um, and I had a bunch of neurologists and, um, a bunch of different specialists trying to figure out what was wrong with me. They all kind of alluded to the fact that it all stemmed from some kind of inflammation that's going on in my body. They ran all these different tests. They couldn't necessarily pinpoint what it was, but they all agreed that it looked like lupus. So I had developed an autoimmune condition. And um, I am a firm believer that this all happened because of all the things that happened during the past year, during my pregnancy. Pregnancy in itself can cause a inflammation or increase inflammation in the body. Um, I had a very poor diet because I couldn't keep anything down due to morning sickness. I was stressed because the world was going crazy (laughs) and it still is, but you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It was the start of it all. Um, And then, you know, being a new mom, I was not sleeping. Um, Sleep is still (laughs) not a good thing right now for me, but I'm trying, but I definitely did not have any sleep. Um, And then I also had developed COVID a couple of times. And so all of this was an accumulation of the inflammation in my body and it led me to get 
really sick and to develop these symptoms. Um, and after learning about about lupus and after learning about autoimmune um, disease, I really decided to focus on reducing that inflammation. And so even though I was already doing some of the key habits that I've learned um, just to re- be healthy in general, and I knew that would work for my weight loss, um, weight loss wasn't my, it wasn't top of mind for me at that time. Um, so I, I wanted strictly to focus on inflammation because I didn't want to be sick again. That was miserable because I had gone sick two weeks later and that's when my eye started, I lost like vision in my eye, uh, which was another symptom of lupus. Um, and that's the thing with lupus. Uh, there, you can't, there aren't very common things that can occur. Like as far as flare ups, it can attack anywhere in the body. So that's why I knew I needed to to really get on on track with that because I I don't know what, what would happen next. I don't know what the next thing that would affect me. So I did not want to take that risk. Um, so yeah, so that's when I started to to really get down um, and get uh, focused on an anti-inflammatory diet, eat more nutrient-dense foods, whole foods, get rid of the foods that I knew caused inflammation in my body in particular. Um, and focused on stress because I knew stress is a huge trigger for inflammation as well, and and all of these different practices. And since then, I haven't had any symptoms, thank God. Um, and and I I know that that also um, attributed to all the to the natural weight loss. So without I didn't have to try to lose weight; it just kind of happened as a byproduct of reducing inflammation. Well, yeah. And then uh, after you're reducing the inflammation, you're starting to feel better. Exactly. And yeah. So when you're feeling better, it's easier to keep going and, you know, kind of be like, Woo, I'm on fire. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> totally. been, like, really scary having a new, a newborn and then having those symptoms too. I can't imagine what you were going through. Yeah, it was, it was quite a time. Um, and then uh, during all, all during that time as well, I had actually developed, um, postpartum depression on top of that too. And so um, it, it really felt like a fight to take care of myself because I just, I wasn't there. Um, but, but by doing that, that also helped with, with those symptoms as well. So it, yeah, it oh, made yeah. me feel great from the inside out. So it was really good. So you said you reduced, um, you were like, you were eating out a lot because that's the only thing that you could keep down. And then after the baby, you changed your diet. What did that look like? Like what kinds of things did you add in that you weren't eating before or taking out that, you know, you were eating before? Right. So of course I wanted to focus on not eating out as much. <laughs> so I focused a lot on how I can prepare foods at home. And initially it was looking more into healthier alternatives because I, as a new mom, I didn't really have a lot of time to plan and prepare. Um, my husband was working all day. He doesn't get home till super late. So I, I didn't have any time really for myself to, to cook. Um, so I had to learn right away, like, okay, what, what are some easy things that I can do to just take those steps to eat healthier? Um, and so I just did my research and, and looked at what are whole foods. So thing, I feel like a lot of us kind of tend to make it complicated and look for like you know, all the, the the coolest sounding newest superfoods or whatnot, but it was really going back to basics. So I ate a lot of um, just whole grains like rice and oats, uh, things with a lot of fibers, a lot of fibrous veggies. I, I had a lot of frozen veggies. I added frozen veggies to like everything I ate <laughs> um, and it just made it an easy way to just get that in. Um, more fruit. Um, I added 
I did add um, some extra things that I feel like added more nutritional value. So I add a lot of chia seeds, a lot of flax seeds, hemp seeds to everything that I eat as well. Um, as far as things that I took out, I made sure I stayed away from gluten. I knew gluten was very triggering for my body. I had already known that I have uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And so one of the things that I'm sensitive to is gluten. And I also drastically reduced my dairy intake. So I switched everything over to non-dairy. And I also made sure that I didn't just pick gluten-free or dairy-free. It is very important to look at the ingredients because a lot of the time these alternatives are just as bad as the real thing with all of their other additives or other ingredients. So I made sure to just stick to the products that had like the lowest amount of ingredients in them or the ones that I knew that were, were good for my body. Um, and yeah, so those were a lot of the dietary changes that I'm making. I'm now focusing more on cooking good meals. <laughs> I feel like I'm slowly starting to get better <laughs> mm -hmm. at my skills um, and incorporating more foods. As But something that's interesting is like now learning how to feed my toddler is allowing me to learn how to cook more and how to cook in a way that um, is easy that everyone could enjoy because if we can feed a family and eat healthy right. together that's that's the ideal way to go mm -hmm. uh, so yeah so that's sort of what I my process of of eating a healthier diet looked like so it's not any particular diet like you're not doing paleo or you know anything like that you just eating whole nutritious lots of plants you're still doing meat I am doing meat. Oh, yes. A, a word on that, a note on that is um, I do look for high quality meat. So if I'm getting um, any beef, I, I mostly consume beef um, and that's going to, I always choose grass fed um, beef um, and same thing with, with chicken or any protein source. I just try to make sure that it's the highest quality. I don't eat meat very often. Maybe I would say maybe three times a week at most um, is that I'll, I'll eat meat. Um, but yeah, it's always, I always try to look for any, um, highest quality ingredients of any kind of food group that I can get. Not for everything. I don't eat organic everything. Um, I try to keep it within maybe like the, the dirty 15 or the dirty dozen, I'm sorry, and the clean 15. Yeah. Um, but yes. And then, um, and there are, and there are some supplements that I've included to fill in the gaps um, as well as th things like vitamin D, which are very important for, for our hormones and our body in general. Um, and collagen, which is good for the gut health, and another way to add more protein into your diet. So yeah, things like that. Okay, yeah, that was my next question. Like aside from diet and you know foods that you were eating, what other things did you do to eliminate the inflammation and like try to exacerbate your symptoms that you <laughs> had going on, like? Um, Anything like lifestyle, like you said, you still aren't mm -hmm. sleeping good, but mm -hmm. was there anything else that you started doing? Yes. Yes. So lifestyle is, was definitely huge. Um, so a, a big component is the stress. I really had to manage my stress. I, there's no way anyone can avoid stress or eliminate it completely. Um, it was just figuring out what are ways that I can manage it and not just be so on edge <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um, so things like 
um, I started doing guided meditation. Um, I'm not quite there yet where I'm good at just doing meditation on my own. I do need some instruction. So I do listen to, um, I have apps that I listen to and I try to listen to it um, at least once every other day. Um, I make a point or an effort to get outside and get some fresh air, be exposed to nature. It's, all of that really helps you just to naturally reduce your stress. Um, I do deep breathing exercises. Um, another, I guess, um, herb you would, or a supplement that I take is um, herbs. I take uh, adaptogens. Adaptogens also help um, with your stress response. So I take um, mm -hmm. ashwagandha um, and things like that. And um, and yeah, so I, I make sure I get some sunlight and, and I try to just find things that just relax me just so I'm not so you know, high strung all the time. And I feel like that helped a lot as far as sleep goes. So of course I can't re increase the amount of sleep, but I do have uh, a sleep routine. So I make sure the temperature is nice and cool at night. I avoid blue light. So I make everything red or yellow about two hours before bedtime. Um, I also like to just, just create an environment that, that is good for sleep in the room and, um, Oh, and I also don't eat right before bed. <laughs> that's that's another thing that's helped a lot. So yeah, so a lot of these different lifestyle factors, I feel like 100% helped. So um, how does the not eating help? Not eating before bed help? Um, well, it I personally feel like it just helps me not just stay awake. I notice when I do eat late at night, I'm, I'm more likely to just to have trouble falling asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just recently read about that, like how you shouldn't eat, you know, a couple hours before bed because you want everything to be digested already. Yeah. Because when you're sleeping, that's when you're healing. That's when yeah. you're detoxing. Yeah. And you can't do those things if your body's trying to break down food. It's exactly. Got too many jobs going on. <laughs> exactly. 100%. And, and that's kind of like my, my way of doing a mild like intermittent fast i used to do intermittent fasting um a little bit more strictly in the past but now i'm a little bit more um leaning on it but that's one way that i do it. i just like okay i just don't eat after a certain time to allow my body to digest properly and it just gives me those added benefits with that as well right because fasting helps reduce inflammation absolutely yeah that's 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 a good idea to add that to the mm -hmm. to the arsenal of things yes <laughs> did you have anything else that you wanted to like touch on i just have like one more question if you wanted to add anything else before that um well um I, well, what was, maybe after your question, I'll, I can think of something else because I, I can't think of anything at the moment. Well, I was just going to have you give like the audience um, maybe some like some takeaways, a list of things that, you know, if, if somebody is overweight or somebody has who's listening to this might have an autoimmune disorder or cancer or anything like that, maybe they just want to prevent disease, like sure. what things, you know. If, if you're talking to your client, what do you tell your client to do to eliminate or to get rid of inflammation in the body? Sure. Um, so the first thing that I would tell them is to think about things that you can add in. Um, I did mention there are things to take out, but what can you add in into your lifestyle, into your diet that can help reduce that inflammation? So we talk about nutrient whole dense foods. How can you incorporate more of that into your diet? Um, how can you incorporate more self-care and lifestyle habits that help reduce your stress? 
Um, so we talked about like getting more sun, just being outside, maybe some low intensity movement. How can you just be more active without necessarily have to, you know, work out or do a crazy exercise program, just things that just get you moving throughout the day. Um, <laughs> things that are very simple, even as drinking water. I That's something I always tell every client of mine, like I know they know, but even I have to remind myself to, to do that. So a lot yeah, of these, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then in and then um, incorporating some supplements. So I know you mentioned in your journey that we and I'm the same way we start off with a lot of supplements. But if you can start off with the basics, like either multivitamin, high quality multivitamin, vitamin D, probiotics to kind of help support your gut health, that can be really helpful. Um, and then the next the next step would be to reduce inflammatory foods and products from their lifestyle. So reducing um, some of the most common inflammatory foods would be gluten, sugar, dairy, um, certain oils um, can do that. So oils that you would want to stick with are coconut oil, avocado oil, um, olive oil. And then um, just, yeah, just cleaning up sort of, this will have to do a little bit more research, but there are certain products um, that have ingredients that can be absorbed by the skin that can be, that can produce inflammation. So doing a little bit more research and just taking all these little steps, little changes that will make a huge difference into reducing inflammation that will help support overall health and wellness and hopefully prevent disease or reduce symptoms of inflammation or autoimmune disease or cancer and things like that. Yeah, that, that was quite a list. That is a list. I know. Yeah. That was a lot. I know um, that was one of the things that I stopped doing um, was wearing perfume. I, I know we yeah. talked about that before. Um, and then I also quit using fabric, fabric dryer sheets. Yes. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get like the all natural stuff, but it's just like, I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, that stuff's just so toxic. It, it is. Yeah. I, I stopped using regular detergent. I do use the, I mostly use the all like free and clear anything, just no perfumes. I try to stick away from the, with the dryer sheets. Um, I was going without dryer sheets for a long time. I was using the wool balls. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I wish I could figure out is how to remove the static because the static is like the biggest issue when, when I'm not using the dryer sheets, but, but yeah. All of those are yeah. really helpful. I don't know about the static. That's with the dryer or with the wool ball. I um, somebody gave me an idea of putting essential oils on it. Yeah. And so yeah. I did lavender, put it on the ball, stuck in the dryer, and my clothes actually smelled like lavender. So really, okay, I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, yeah. it smelled really good. I mean, it's kind of pricey, obviously, because you got to put a lot of drops on there. I mean, but that's true. Um, while, I but guess. Speaking of that, that's actually another thing too. I, I used to always have the Febreze and Glade stuff everywhere, and yeah. and now I just have the little diffuser going on with lavender, peppermint, or eucalyptus, and it's it's nice. It smells clean, so it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people think of that. Like they think of like inflammation, and most of the time, people's minds go right to just food. Like, mm -hmm. what can I add in, and what can I take away? But it's not just the food that you're eating; it's everything around right. you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, 100%. but yeah, this was great. I loved talking with you and hopefully our audience had a bunch of takeaways that, you know, they can, you know, go home and start implementing and. But. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one more thing that I want to touch upon. So uh, <laughs> the, I know I had mentioned so many tips and all of these steps, but if, 
if someone were to want to learn a little bit more about that, I have it all condensed, very easy to go through. I have um, a mini membership that I'm is going to be launching very soon. So if anyone would be interested in learning more about that, this is something that's easy to digest and very affordable. Um, I feel like a lot of, unfortunately, um, health coaching services and programs can be um, out of reach for a lot of people. So I wanted to make something that was very affordable for someone to, to start taking action. So if you were to be interested in that, um, you can always connect with me on Instagram. Um, my handle is um, Health, or visit my Facebook group and you can get all the information about when that program launches and just any um, more inflammation tips and weight loss tips there as well. Awesome. I like how you said affordable because I don't know about you, but I've seen some pretty pricey coaching. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's like, uh, like you want coaching, but then it's like, do you have like $7,000 to fork out for a program? <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. See, th yeah, this is going to be different. This is actually $7 a month for coaching nice. and resources. So I'm definitely gonna have to check that one out myself. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick your um, info down in the show notes too, for people so they can just click on it and get right to you. So um, maybe afterwards, if there's anything else that you wanted me to add, sure. um, like if you have Facebook or anything, I can stick everything under there. So everyone knows how to get in touch with you. Awesome. Sounds good. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for doing this and I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds all good. Right.